Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 19. Overall, it is 294 episodes. Personally, I don't believe it myself. I'm Craig. And I am Brett. And Brett, we're back for another week of stupid NFL stuff. Yes. Everything, everything is stupid. So that's what I'm, I'm I, going I'm, with. I'm alive in, like, two <laughs> leagues. My DFS has been terrible this year, but my my prop bets have been solid we might have to change this podcast next year to an all prop bet format <laughs> but but I'm, I'm we're still here and hey it was it week 13 we're it almost is. there craig we, we are only got only got another month and a half of this and then it's the playoffs and whether we like it or not everybody loves the playoffs, playoffs? it's a new season talk about Playoffs? It is, and, and the me? fantasy playoffs many of them are going to start in like two weeks we have three yeah. weeks left in our home league Three official weeks, right? Not Three official weeks. Non-playoff Our, weeks, yep. yep. Non-playoff weeks. Our stake bet is heating up. It is. The, it is. Uh, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so tonight, and I already I already poured it uh, before, I have a, a lovely can of of what you picked me up. Uh, it's, it's, oh yeah, fuck 2023. So for people who don't know about this, there's a brewery that operates out of 12% locally here. I think that they have other establishments around the country, but called Abomination Brewing. And in 2020, after the COVID outbreak basically stole, what, nine months of our year, they brewed an IPA and they called it Fuck 2020. And then things didn't get better in 2021, so they brewed it again the next winter, the end of the next year. They made it a double, and they called it, and fuck 2021 too. <laughs> and then last year, even though things were getting better, they said, screw this. And I think the official name of the beer was, and for good measure, fuck 2022, and made it a triple. I believe you're correct, yes. So it, it started out as a single, graduated to a double, and now it's a triple. And then this year they put out, and hey fuck 2023 too and kept it as a triple it's about nine percent have you all right so have you have you sipped it yet i did it is it is very good it's deceptive it's, isn't it it is deceptive it's like it's very full like you know like a full mm-hmm. mouthful mm-hmm. flavor but yep uh so i wouldn't say it's it's light but it's very easy to drink no. and it is like nine was it 9.3 at the cans i don't have the can near me uh, He's already like, drunk. He can't read the numbers. It's like nine point three or nine point five percent. So now, does it taste like a nine point five? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Which is why it's sneaky good. You have so so the the background story on this is that I was at on Black Friday. I went to pick up a mystery box of beer at Twelve um, Percent Brewing. We have one in North Haven. And Craig says to me before I leave, "If you find fuck twenty twenty three, grab me a four pack." Well, since the last time you and I were there, they've added a to-go fridge. Oh, a full just, fridge, huh? Oh, nice. Yeah, I just just a, a single door, like two foot wide, four shelves, so probably two by eight cabinet, like 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 a fridge you might find in like a bodega holding Coke, right? Just okay. standing by itself. When we got there, it was full. Okay, we I got a fuck twenty twenty three and sat down. Wait, my phone's lighting up. What is this? Okay, that CSPN not important. And I started sipping it. About three minutes later, a person walked through the door, went straight there, emptied out four four packs of the fuck 2023, walked up, paid, and left. 
Nice. About five minutes later, another person did the exact same thing, and now the cooler is completely stocked except for the one obvious spot where that beer was. Dull. A nice man comes from the back, takes one look at the cooler. This is like a half hour after opening. Mm-hmm. Goes back, comes back with a case, fills it up. Repeat process over the next hour. <laughs> Does it again. Now I'm starting to think to myself, should I buy it now? Because he just refilled it again, and it's already emptied twice. He has not put out another four-pack of beer. It's just the 2023. That's crazy. And I'm sitting there watching it. He filled it four times. How long were you there? Four two times. Hours, like oh, three hours? two or three hours. Yeah, we got there right at noon. I think we left at like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah. I was like, you know, I, was, I kept saying to my wife, I'm like, should I buy it now? And she's like, it's fine. They keep restocking it. It's not like they put up a sign or he's come out and shook his head. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And it was fine. It was. But yeah, <laughs> one of their more popular beers. <clears throat> but yep. I am actually drinking a beer I picked up that day as well. But it is not. And hey, fuck 2023 too. I am drinking a beer by Little House Brewing called OK, We're Kinda Cute. And it is a juicy single IPA, very smooth, very nice. I, I was not familiar with Little House Brewing, their recent addition to the collective up there. But um, if you're in the northern or mid-Connecticut area and you can get to uh, 12% brewing in North Haven, I think it's technically. Mm-hmm. I think it's technically North Haven. Go. Go. It is absolutely worth the, the drive and the hour or two of your time. And they allow dogs. Oh, nice. Oh, we had so many dogs there. There was dogs all over the place. Friendly guys, shy guys. You know, we only had one guy who was making a big noise. It was kind of cute. So, yeah, definitely do it. So, all right. Onward and upward. Craig, let's do some burning hot takes. I'm not giving you a choice this week. I'm mandating. I'm going to I'm gonna go Zach Baggins on this podcast today <laughs> and just start telling people what they're going to have to do. So I, in true Zach Baggins style, I command you to go first. Um, so. Wow. He's my first. I, I'm going to. I appreciate you playing along with the bit. <laughs> Is this the first question? Is this question haunted? I don't know. Uh, I don't do it as well. This question has lingered in the air for <laughs> centuries. Imagine all the millions of people who have pondered this question only to be cursed by the outcome answer. All right, go on. I'm done. Uh, so first question for me is, how do you feel about Frank Reich's firing? Like, he's he was only there for 11 games. Like, do you think Is the, the head Pan- coaching position at the Carolina Panthers haunted? <laughs> it, honestly, I think it is. Like, But 11 games, you said, right? It's only been one season. Like, not even a full season, not right? Not even a full season. Like, is that fair to a first-year coach? Like, I don't know what these teams expect, especially, like, year one. Like, year two, you can start to think about it, but, like, the first year, is that is that, like, too much? Normally, I would say it is too much, but in the case of Frank Reich, I think, I think he came in the door and he made a lot of promises, and there weren't good promises. They were, first off, the Bryce Young thing has been an absolute abject disaster. Disaster. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He, this guy is never going to be, I, I'm just, I'm confident saying this. He is never going to be um, ready for prime time. Just isn't going to happen. So he, he brings him in. He brings him in. He says, this is my guy. Well, the guy you brought in is not good. 
He goes out and he gets Miles Sanders, and they made a big deal about how good Miles Sanders was going to be because yeah. he's going to get value. Don't, don't value, I regret value. that pick? Thanks, Sean. Sorry. But, you know what? We all heard that. <laughs> we heard that from everybody. Everybody was like, "Oh, Miles Sanders is going to get a lot more volume." Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is healthy now. We don't have to worry about Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. We do have to worry about Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. He's he. It, it, it's it's not just health. It's it, it's all of this stuff. So the, I think he doomed himself a lot in the upfront um, mm-hmm. of bringing in these names that he was like, yeah, this is going to turn us around. It's going to turn us around quick. You can survive a bad season one. You can't survive one in 10 in a bad season. But here's, here's the issue with it is that this is now the third coach in four years that David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, has fired. At one point, do you start questioning the guy in charge? Yeah, really, because I don't even know how long the other ones lasted, and it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't that long. You know, I and, have to and, look. And, but... and I, I just want to, I just want to say something. This is going to sound terrible. He, you, do you know what his education is? Whose? David Tepper, do you know where he got like his business education? Uh, no, I don't. The Tepper School of Business at Carnegie Mellon. David hmm. Tepper's degree is from the Tepper School of Business. Uh, I didn't know he was that connected. <laughs> well, he's obviously a millionaire, but listen, and it wasn't the Tepper School of Business when he went there. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, when you you share the name of the school you graduated with, it's a little suspicious. Slightly, slightly. <laughs> so, so I think I think under normal circumstances, I would not be surprised that a one in ten coach was fired. I also don't think that it being year one under the circumstances is that shocking. But honestly, I put most of this on the owner. The owner is a monkey nightmare. He thinks he's Jerry Jones. He's Jerry Jones without any of the talent. That's I true. mean, Jerry Jones did build a Super Bowl winning team. He did once or twice in his what, how many times did they win? Three? I, I, I don't remember. I've said it I've said it a hundred times here. <laughs> Never forget the team that he built was so good that Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl with them. <laughs> Barry Switzer. That's true. What What are your thoughts? Should, should, should he have gotten more time? <clears throat> I, especially in year one coming, like, and you're drafting a rookie quarterback, I don't think, I don't think one season is enough time for really anything. Didn't they trade up to get him, though? I think. <clears throat> I think they did. I don't remember offhand but i mean you're thinking the owners want owners want like quarterbacks to come in and be phenoms and and let's face it not everyone's gonna be you look at like year one quarterbacks and you know you look at jalen hurts he's really Mm -hmm. good you look at joe burrow just because his brain just absorbs football but like these are very rare cases and it takes people at least two seasons. Like CJ Shroud is having a great year, which is shocking to everyone because he's a Texan, um, and was the number two pick overall. They, and was they, the number I, two I told, pick overall. I totally forgot this part of it. They're the team that traded up with the Bears. Bryce Young was the number one overall pick. 
True. Well, that just that just stunned it, Craig into silence. <laughs> it, you know, it did. They it, traded up so they could get him over C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Well, that is true. Like, but then in, who? I don't know. I just think I just think what a rookie quarterback you need as a coach you need more than like three quarters of a season to figure. Yeah, but not out. when you not when you oh, excuse me. Not when you um, botch that first pick that badly. I think that's really where all this comes from. I'm I'm scrolling down the list. The quarterbacks, the rest of the draft were very ho hum. Um, I mean, I don't see anybody else in round one. The next quarterback that goes is Will Levis in round two. Uh, scrolling a lot of edge rushers in this one. Ooh, Zach Charbonnet, Rasheed Rice. You all passed over Rashid Rice. He's starting to pan out. He's not <laughs> amazing, but he's getting better. Uh, that was it for round two. But who else was in this? I feel like there's another decent quarterback. Hendon Hooker, no. Oh, he's got a great name. Oh, Tyje Spears in the third round. That might be something that... There's there's two picks that might end up being... What the hell were we thinking? Number 82 over, I'm not 82, number 81 overall, Ty J Spears, and number 84 overall, Defon A-Chain. Just I mean, saying. Uh, both of them, you know, A-Chain does have his, his a bit of a history injury this season. History injury? Injury history this season. And then Spears, I think, could be good, but he's he's behind one of the top running backs in the league who may not be a Titan next year, so. That's that's why I think they're counting on. It. I think they're counting on him moving on next year. So, yeah. all right, this was a quarterback poor draft. So I get it, but you traded up to get this guy. Yep. You went out to get this guy. You hung your hat on him, and then you laid an egg. And let's let's be honest, Bryce Young. And I I bought into the Bryce Young hype. I have him on like three teams. He's been bad. Like drop him for anything else you can find bad. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why he got fired, because he was mad he picked him and not Stroud. <laughs> I think I think you have a bad owner with a coach that made bad decisions, and Carolina is not a patient franchise right now. They're not. True. They're looking, ac- they're looking south, and they're seeing what the same team on the other side, the Jacksonville Jaguars, have accomplished. And they're saying, what in the holy hell is wrong with us? Well, they've been to a Super Bowl. Yep. They lost it. <laughs> true. That is the true. end. I don't know the what else end. to tell you. Hard, hard stop. <laughs> yeah, hard stop. All right, so my question for you, Aaron Rodgers returns to practice just 11 weeks after surgery. Yep. My question for you, do we see Aaron Rodgers play football in 2023 again? Mm. And do we freaking care if he does? We only. Well, hold on. What's... Let me see. Are are the Jets technically eliminated from the wild card spot? No, no, no one. I don't think. No, they're not. They're not eliminated. They're not. No. Uh, then I think we would have to care if they if he plays and they suddenly start winning. So I think technically everyone is still alive. I'm looking at the standings right now. All right, hypothetically, I'm looking at the worst and best team in every division. The Cardinals are two and ten. If they went out, they're they're what seven and ten. They're probably yeah, eliminated. Probably. The Panther. Oh, the Panthers are definitely. Well, no, because the Atlanta Falcons are in first place in the NFC South. <laughs> See, <laughs> the leader of the NFC South is five and six. 
the Falcons and Saints are tied. So if the Panthers won out and went 7-10, and 10, they could conceivably win that division. Yeah, I think the Jets are... <clears throat> The Jets are four and seven right now. I mean, if they Five. and the Bills the are the Bears, Bills are six and six. The Bears, Bills are not good. Still win. True. The Commanders uh, have five games left. No, they can't win, but they could be a wild card. They could be over five hundred. Uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers are four and seven. God, when did, what happened? <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. They've lost three straight games. But their scoring differential is plus 11. They have more points scored than against, and they've still only managed to win four games. <laughs> That's shocking. Uh, the AFC South is still completely up in the air. The The AFC North is still completely up in the air. Nobody saw the foresaw Cincinnati being five and six. And the only team in the AFC East that's probably out of it is New England Patriots. I read an interesting article this week really quick before we get back to Aaron Rodgers about how Bill Belichick needs to go. And it was by a, a newspaper based in Massachusetts. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like this is, and, and and their rationale was the infighting you're seeing between Juju Smith Schuster and the offensive coordinator is just a full stop explanation for why things are going wrong. And the Patriots way isn't working. The people aren't buying into the Patriots way. No, I, I can see that. I think Tom Brady being a aggressive, I'm in charge, I'm going to stand on this rock and beat my chest, and you're going to throw bananas at my feet type personality. <laughs> has, That's I a really think, weird I think, image. Sorry. <laughs> you go ahead and put it in your head. He's standing on a rock at the 50-yard line, and he is bellowing and pounding his chest, and people. Rob Gronkowski is cowering at his feet and collecting bananas into a basket on his behalf. But I think that's why that works is you had the personalities to enforce the way Belichick did things. And now you don't, but right. you brought in Juju Smith Schuster and then, guy Andy Reid was like, I can do without. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Where did he, where did he wind up? Is he, you know, he's still not a Patriot. He's he? a Patriot still technically. Yeah. He had a fight with the offensive coordinator last week. Oh, well, I, I, yeah. I don't normally really pay like, attention to Patriot games in general, but well, you better. Aren't you going to one this week? I am, I am, but that, yeah. <laughs> you going to Foxborough? Where is this game? It's in Foxborough. Who are they playing? Uh, the they're playing the Chargers. Oh dear God, why? Why are they playing the Chargers? I don't know. <laughs> well, the schedule maker, but why is this game so bad? I will never question anybody who says I'm going to an NFL game. If you're going to see the Patriots versus the Panthers, you're still going to see an NFL game. True. But, you know, Jesus, Craig, you've led a decent life. You're a nice guy. You don't you don't kick or scream at the poor people or the homeless. Why did you deserve Patriots versus uh I don't I don't I don't Chargers. know. I think my nephews my nephews got cheap tickets, so, so I'm my, not shocked they're them. cheap. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Nope. Oh my god. Uh, All right. Well, you at least you'll enjoy it. And the weather I think is supposed to be shitty, so that's even better. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So, um, yeah. All right. So so does it matter at 4 and 7, the Jets are technically 4 games out of first, mm-hmm. but only 2 games behind the Bills. There are I'm just counting. All right. So non-division leading teams 
There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams with more wins than the New York Jets in the AFC. So if hmm. you if you keep in mind, was it uh, only one bye? So it's three wild cards. So that means they would have to pass at least five of those teams to get into a playoff spot with six games to go. Is it worth it for Rodgers to come back? Um, I mean, if he thinks his injury could stand up to the Jets' terrible, terrible field, and they're in a spot for a wild card, I, I guess it would matter and he would come back. Because they're not winning it with Zach Wilson, clearly. <laughs> This, they're, I think they're not winning it. With, they're not winning it with Doyle. I don't. So this season's a throwaway. It's time to cut your losses. Say you were once a, you were once upon a time four and three, and now you're four and seven. Your yeah. season is over. <clears throat> I mean, unless, By the way, just, unless the Bills yeah. start losing games, which is with this Bills team is very possible. And just to point out, the Kansas City Chiefs are a plus seventy five point differential. Mm-hmm. And they are behind the Ravens, the Bills, and the Dolphins in points differential. This is this is this is a weird year where point differential does not necessarily indicate success, and that's weird to me. The Dallas Cowboys are plus one sixty two in differential, really, but they're two games behind the Eagles, who are plus sixty four differential. Let me say that again. The Dallas Cowboys have scored a positive 100 more points than the Eagles have in terms of points for versus points against, and they are two games behind the Philadelphia Eagles. That's true. Wasn't, but yeah, that, but that one game, wasn't that, that giant game, like terrible game, well, terrible for the Giants game that they scored like, you know, was it, did they score like 60 something points? So, and that's, that's the lesson here, right? The lesson here is that point differential is a nice indicator of success, except in extreme circumstances where the Cowboys lose three games by a combined 20 points, mm-hmm. but win every other game by 25 plus. Hmm. By the way, I have to tell you yeah. a quick session, a quick, quick story before we move on. A sure. Thanksgiving story. Yes. So okay. if we have any Thanksgiving music, just insert it here. <laughs> um, I don't know what Thanksgiving music is, but okay, we can try. Okay, sure. Why not? I went to my family's house on Thanksgiving, my wife's side of the family. Uh-huh. My brother-in-law is a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him. <laughs> but his son, his seven-year-old son, who's just discovered football this year, has decided he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Okay. So you got a Giant fan living with an Eagles fan. Good, good. And this is mere days after the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And my seven-year-old nephew looked at me and said, Hey, Uncle B, did you watch the Chiefs-Eagles game this weekend? And I smiled and I said, Yes, yes, I did. (laughs) And he said to me, The Eagles won, you know. And I said, Yes, yes, they did. He goes, (laughs) That makes the Eagles better than the Chiefs, right? And I looked at him and I said, How many Super Bowl rings does Jalen Hurts have? And his face dropped and he didn't answer me. And I went, because Patrick Mahomes, you know, the quarterback from the Kansas City Chiefs has two of them. And one of them he took from Jalen Hurts dead cold hands. (laughs) And my wife said, "Okay, it's time for you to come over here and have a beer. 
and she dragged me away before I throttled the seven-year-old. <laughs> and and I looked sober. <laughs> and I, would, I had not had a drink yet. I had not touched an ounce of alcohol yet. And my wife was like, you got to go easy on him. He's seven. And I said, no. <laughs> if he wants to be a sports fan, he needs to understand pain. Because if he sticks with the Philadelphia Eagles, pain is his destiny. <laughs> and after that, so in retribution, 30 minutes later, the seven-year-old goes into his bedroom, puts on a Philadelphia Eagles helmet, comes out and sits next to me on the couch. Kind of <laughs> like, yeah, you fat son of a bitch. Say something now. Go ahead. Say something. And I just watched the Dallas game with him. That's it. I just sat there and watched the Dallas game with him. But I just I thought it was yeah, very you funny. Could, uh, you could remind him that the Eagles won losses against the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> How does that even happen? <laughs> Zach Wilson defeated happen? the Eagles. Remember that. Zach Wilson's only claim to fame, other than a hot mom, is that he beat the Eagles the year they were really good. Yeah. The Eagles are 10-1 and one right now. That one loss is the Jets. Unbelievable. We are... <laughs> We are Zach Wilson's career game away from being in week 13 and talking about an 11-0 team. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. Could you imagine Jerry Jones's, like, like the veins in his neck if he was three full games behind the Eagles right now and they were undefeated? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. So, all right, let's move on to America's favorite game. America's favorite game is where we try to look at the lines to divine who's going to be good to use and who's not going to be good to use in DFS this week. Typically, we look for games that are 50 plus, and we try to avoid games that are under 40 for an over-under. The last couple weeks, Vegas has been shy. We have not had any teams with over 50. Let me just point out, I'm going to go back to week 12. Packers-Lions, that was 51 points. Mm-hmm. Commanders Cowboys was 55. Uh, let's see here. I'm scrolling down some more. There was a lot of under... There's a lot of under 40. Uh, uh, Rams Cardinals was 51. Hell, Chiefs Raiders got to 48. By the way, how bad are the Raiders? Uh, they're... They're bad. You were up 14-0 and the Chiefs, and you were tied by halftime. Like, you came out and you punched the Chiefs in the mouth and then said, what are you going to do about it, boy? And then got laid out with one punch. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, you know, they're not the Broncos. So, All right, so other games over 50. Bills, Bills Eagles was a 71. God. Well, on the other side, you had Bears-Vikings, which was 22. You had Ravens-Chargers, which was 30. Uh, who else was bad? Patriots-Giants was 17 total points. That's just terrible. Steelers, <laughs> Bengals, 26. Panthers, Titans, 27. So it really feels like it's been all or nothing this year. Mm -hmm. So to that end, I would think this year, this week, because we had like six games that went over 50, we'd get at least one. Nope. We got nothing. Every game is under 49 and a half. Wow. I know. So wow. the only thing I've got for you this week to play with is okay. three games... Mm. that are sub 40 okay you got three strikes what three games are sub 40 and we'll discuss whether or not they're worth avoiding uh let's go with man these games are terrible yeah oh, so geez. pick the most terrible one <laughs> let's go I, 
with the one Pan- of these was shocking. <laughs> Panthers Bucks. Panthers Bucks is a thirty-seven. Oh. Is Panthers Bucks really that bad? I mean, Mike Evans did have four touchdowns last week. There's his game of the year. That's it. He's That's done. it. He's done. Folks, do not use Mike Evans in DFS this year. This week, he didn't have four touchdowns. He only scored twenty-one points. What the hell am I talking about? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. How many touchdowns did he have? Two. He had two touchdowns. Sorry, two touchdowns. Six for seventy and two touchdowns. Don't don't use Mike Evans this week. Don't. He never has two games in a row ever. So yes, Craig is correct. Panthers Bucks at a thirty-seven. So I am absolutely fading the crap out of that game. All right, two more. Two more. Let's go. Assuming he's not going to be back. Let's go Falcons Jets. Falcons Jets is a thirty-four. Wow. And the Jets are home. Thirty. And you want to know the worst part is I can see the under coming out. I can see this being 21-10 very easy. Yeah. Yep. Very easy. Oh, I, I can't I can't put money on it though. I just can't sit there and put money on an <laughs> over under 34 with these two teams. <laughs> I can't. But you're right. There's you're right. one more, and you still have all three of your strikes. This last one. Is the one I was like, huh? Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Oh man. You know, since since I'm going, let's go Chargers Patriots. No, Chargers Patriots is not the correct answer. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it was at least forty. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this without. Sad. Oh, I gotta log back in. No. I'm logging back in. Hold on. Uh, Patriots, Patriots. That is a 40.5. Oh, jerks. You just <laughs> missed. All right, so that's your first strike. What do you got for me as your Man, second The rest guess? of these games are so bleh. <laughs> that's why I was uh, shocked this one was under 40. I might bet the over in this game. That's how low I think uh, it is. Colts, Titans. Colts, Titans is incorrect. Damn. Colts, Titans, where are you? There you are, 42 and a half. And the Titans are plus one. I actually might take the Colts. Listen, I know Jonathan Taylor's out. Zach Moss ain't bad. That's Zach true. Moss is having a good year without Jonathan Taylor. I think the Colts win that game. I, I'm going to put money on it right now. <laughs> wow, the, the money line is both negative. Wow. That's how close that game is for Vegas. They're both like, eh, we'll give you something. <laughs> oh, but, man. Wow. There's like so many of these games could be under. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Sorry. All right. So that's strike two. There's one more. Uh, And it's like one of these teams could score like, you know, 20, 30 points. The other team maybe not score that many. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. These are hard. It's hard this week. Uh... I just put I just put a no sweat bet on the Philadelphia Eagles to win outright because they're they're plus two and a half against the Niners. Are they? Yes, in Philadelphia, West Coast team flying east. That's true. That is true. Well, what is the last one on our list? Mm. I'll give you a hint. It's not my. It's not Forty Niners Eagles. The one I just talked about. That, <laughs> oh, good. That's not. That was not meant no to be good. a hint. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm stuck. I'm honestly stuck between three games, so I'm just going to throw a dart because I don't. Go ahead. Uh, mm. 
think Craig just passed a stone. Mm, I did. Now, uh, let's go with Browns-Rams. Okay, so before I tell you if you're right or wrong, mm-hmm. what were the other games you were struggling with? Cardinals-Steelers. Okay. And the Bengals and Jaguars. Okay, so you're wrong, but one of your other ones was right. Son of a bitch. Bengals <laughs> at Jaguars is a 38. Oh, and I was going to say that too. Damn it, see? You always go at your first spot, I, people. I, I, listen, I, I know I know Burrow's out for the season, but Jamar Chase didn't look half bad <laughs> last week. He looked like he can work with whoever's there. I, I, and the Jaguars can score in bunches. You know, I mean... <sighs> I might yep. take the over. I'll take over 38 on Bengals Jaguars, and I won't avoid anybody in those games that I think is going to be useful. I'm just going to say. Uh, so, like, just so I know, what's the Browns Rams? Uh, let me look back to it here. Exactly 40. Oh, jerks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bengals are plus 300 against the Jags. Would you take that? I mean, why not? I mean, they almost won last week. Browning didn't look terrible. So. I, I think I think as as much of a playmaker as Joe Burrow has been in his first couple years there, this team is built well enough offensively that a game manager can keep them floating. Yeah, they just need a lead first. Yeah, they need a two touchdown lead and they should be OK because their defense need, is good, which is why the under and so is Jacksonville's, which is why they have him at, at 38. But I still think that's way too low. I would have put that game at like a 45. Honestly, but hey, that's why I don't work in Vegas. So, all right, or let's move on. <laughs> uh, we we have made contact with the metric. The metric is um, recuperating on the shores of the Azores. Good he is, um, <laughs> yeah, he's having a couple of drinks. The text message I got was, "I've been reconsidering a lot of my decisions, and I want to talk about it more in depth when I get back." Um, I look forward to that conversation. Um, and, but in the meantime, Craig and I are left to our own devices. <laughs> so we got to look for our value on our own. And this week I was looking at the, um, the numbers and there's three quarterbacks that jump off the list as potential value plays. And they are Brock Purdy at 6,100. That means he only needs 18 points. He'll probably get more than that against Philly. Philly's a st- stingy defense. But Brock Purdy and San Francisco were a very talented squad. Um, it's kind of hard to not. If you can th- throw the ball with accuracy and you've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. George Kittle's not hurt again, is he? I don't think Did so. I? And Christian and... McCaffrey. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Christian McCaffrey's your running back. You know? Uh, no, Kittle's still fine. Okay. I always got to double check that because I miss injury sometimes. But 6,100, you could also go with Russell Wilson at Houston. Denver is going to have to throw, and Russ looked really good this week. I'm going to avoid that. I don't really want to touch Russell Wilson. Uh, And then the third option would be Kenny Pickett. He's only 5,100. Arizona's abysmal, but so is the Steeler offense. So I'm going to have a lot of shares of Brock Purdy this week. Craig, who do you like this week in the quarterback ranks? Uh, So for this week... I don't really don't want to spend a lot. Like I don't nope. want to spend more than like sixty two hundred dollars. Really? Yep. Which is um, why Purdy's attractive at sixty one hundred to me. Honestly, Purdy's attractive at sixty one hundred. I kind of sort of like Sam Howell at sixty two because I feel like Washington's gonna have to throw a lot, a lot against Miami. But 
I do. Russell Wilson has been sneaky good this year, and I don't think people are really paying attention to him. But fantasy wise, he hasn't been terrible. He's definitely better no. than last year. Yeah. And everyone's favorite, especially the source's favorite, Gardner Minshew is only fifty three hundred dollars. Yeah, I've got him. He's playing Tennessee. I've got him at fifteen points. I have him just under the value line, but yeah, I I I, I think I'm yeah. If I can't afford sixty one hundred for Purdy, if I need to save eight hundred bucks, then I'll go Minshew. But I agree with you. I'm not touching Jalen Hurts. I'm not touching Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not touching Kyler. Kyler's back up at seven K. I saw Justin. Yep. Justin Herbert is at eight thousand. Not a chance in hell. C.J. Stroud eighty one hundred. No chance. I'm avoiding it because I need to save money elsewhere. But the good news is I think Zach Moss is going to have a big game. And because we found out about this injury to uh, God, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The other running back in, since in Indianapolis, Jesus, Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, yes. I just had a momentary mind bender there. Because we found out that Taylor's going to require surgery so late into the week, Zach Moss is only 4,600 on DraftKings. That's not bad. I, he, that means he needs to get to 14 points to get the value. I've, I think he's going to get to like 17 or 18 personally. <clears throat> so I'm absolutely using him. And then I'm probably going to balance out a little bit and try to use a little bit of my extra money. I like Bijan Robinson at 6,700 because the Jets are like a sponge. Um, and there's a lot of people big on Rashad White and Ramonde Stevenson. I am not one of them. What about Austin Eckler? 8,300 is a hefty price tag, but it might be worth it. But I am definitely going to be taking a fair few shares of Zach Moss and then seeing what else I can afford at running back. Craig, who do you like at running back this week? I do like your idea about Zach Moss. I mean, just for the price tag, yeah, I don't think you can really go wrong because, you know, Taylor is not playing and I don't mm-hmm. even know if he's going to be back this year. So. He gets in the end zone. It's game over. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just value. And, it, you know, I know you weren't a fan of him, but I do like White because he's playing Carolina and they're not good. And and, and he <laughs> and he had exactly 100 yards last week. Can he put together two games in a row? I mean, I hope so because I have him on fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And 6,300. I mean, if you're going to only spend, you're going to spend less than $11,000 on two running backs that could score you upwards of 35 points. That's, that's three and a half. Mm-hmm. They get the 35 points, but between the two of them and they only cost you 10.9. That's just under, that's just under three. That's just over three X, by the way. Sorry. That's about 3.2 X, but that's really good. That's what you need out of your running backs. No, okay. Exactly. So I like that idea. I don't hate that idea. Wide receivers, it's a lot of the maybe they will, maybe they won't characters. Like Demario Douglas is only 4,300. Yeah, if he gets a couple of, he gets more than five receptions and more than 50 yards, he's going to probably be fine. Um, but, I, you know, the guys I like are the more reliable, for lack of a better term, mid-range. I love Debo Samuel this week at 6,200. They are going to have to stretch the field against Philly and make Philly run to open up the run game for San Francisco and, and open up for McCaffrey. So they are absolutely, and wh- whether they start relying on McCaffrey or they go long early, I don't care. Either way, Debo Samuel has a chance at a really good game here. And at 6,200, he is really attractive. And I like, you know, to what Craig said about Russell Wilson quietly having decent numbers, Cortland Sutton's only 5,400. 
I really like Cortland Sutton here too. So who do you like at wide receiver this week? Uh, this week, I still, I still like Ayuk this week. I mean, he's probably going to be the most I spend on a receiver at 7,200. 7, if mm. I'm using Minshew, I do like the stack with Pittman because that's, that's where he throws. That's who he's going to throw to, and Pittman's having a pretty good year. And then um, if I want to look at cheap, you know, someone who's cheap, like under five, you know, under 5,000, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is it a game that I mentioned before that I think they're gonna have to, people are going to have to throw a lot or Sam Howell's going to have to throw a lot? Is I Curtis Samuel is only forty one hundred dollars. So I, I, if I'm looking sneaky, cheap, and he had a big week last week. Yeah, he did. If I'm looking sneaky cheap, I'm looking at the Arizona receivers. Greg Dortch is thirty seven hundred. Rondale Moore is thirty four hundred. Are they guaranteed? No, they are very low floor, very high ceiling guys. Would you be shocked if I came onto this podcast next week and told you that Rondale Moore had 15 points? No. Would you be shocked if I said he had three? <laughs> also, no. <laughs> exactly. So if you and I think the same thing applies for Dorch. They've been trying to work him more and more into the game, and um, Kyler has been looking his way. But does that mean he'll look his way again? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But if I have to save money. Maybe I want to go with Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, and Greg Dortch. Maybe. That's a sentence I didn't think I would ever say, but <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I want to balance my wideout attack, particularly if I follow Craig's advice and I go cheaper at running back. If I go Zach Moss and Rashad White at running back, that's going to open up some money. I mean, that's why you're saying like you want to look at Brandon Ayuk. He's 7,200. That's a pretty penny. But at the same time, if you have that availability because you save so much in the other positions, Mm -hmm. you can do it. Yeah. And if you want to save more money, I'm I'm going to put this out there with a grain of salt. Okay. I'm hearing this name a lot. And I'm not sold on it yet. But Kate Otten in Tampa Bay is getting a ton of press. He is. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard his name from like three or four different um, talking heads. And, you know, this week he had he was he was four for four with for 45 yards in week nine against Houston. He was six of nine for 70 and two touchdowns. He's definitely seen his target share increase. Um, You know, the first five games of the year, he had six targets once. Everything else was twos, threes and fours. Since then, in the last six games, he's hit six targets in three of those six games. So they are targeting him pretty liberally, and his catch rate is high. He caught four of four last week. He caught four or five against San Francisco. He caught two of three against Tennessee, which was a weak game. So a lot of people are starting to wonder if he's working his way really into the role I'm not confident on it, but it's hard for me to ignore the fact that he's only $3,200. He needs to get the nine and a half points. Yeah, and that's not, well, in theory, it should not be difficult. (laughs) Right, and I mean, I'm looking at the other, oh, Hunter Henry's only $3,100. Tyler Conklin's $3,000. Those guys are even less reliable output-wise than Kate Otten is. You know, I mean, if I can pay up... Sam Porta is fifty six hundred. Sam Porta, you were you were the Sam Porta truther. I think that was Sean. 
Was it Sean? It was Sean. I, thought, I knew somebody else was like, Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta. Have I introduced him to my new tight end? His name is Sam Laporta. I, I heard it all the time during the preseason from one y'all. It must have been Sean. And they're not wrong. Sam Laporta has had a real impact, but with it has come a significant price tag. And if I can get Sam Laporta for 5600 and and I got to get him 15 points, or I can save money with Kate Otten and I only need to get to nine, uh, I mean, that opens up... Maybe all of a sudden I'm not talking about Debo Samuel. Now maybe I'm talking about Brandon Ayuk. Maybe I'm talking about Tyreek Hill. Would you rather have Ayuk with Laporta or would you rather have Otten with Hill? Uh, do I know Hill is playing? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Did you see that report today? Today, no. It wasn't even that he was out. It was he was not seen at practice. Oh, that's not good for that. As if the reporter was like, well, maybe he's learned invisibility. <laughs> and if he has, his stock just shot through the fucking ceiling, kids. <laughs> he was not seen at practice. Then that means he didn't goddamn practice. What did they all look around at each other and goes, does anybody see Hill? Anybody? Anybody? Did, anybody? anybody? Does anybody know? Is he hurt? Is he here? Nobody, nobody's nobody has seen his him. Car? <laughs> yeah, is his car in the lot? Nobody's seen him and nobody knows he's hurt. Okay, I'm not sure how to report this. It's going to be like that, that was, Seinfeld episode where Costanza's missing and Steinbrenner goes crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, was that the one where he was eating under his desk? Yeah, and it, his, his, desk? his car didn't move, so it was just filled with, like, litter. So they thought he, like, he was, like, oh, missing that's right. or dead. <laughs> that, for, at first, they thought he was the first one in and the last one out, and then when the birds started to poop on it, they're like, no one's seen Costanza in weeks. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah, he just stops going to work. Yep. That's the I think that's the summer of George. I think so. <laughs> My dad loves that show. He's like the Seinfeld aficionado. So, all right, so there you go. So tight end, you've got decisions to make. Yeah, there are guys you could use. Did we get your input on tight end? I don't think we did. Uh, tight end? No, I think I'm probably going to go ch- as cheaply as I think I can go. Mm. Uh, so I don't think I I don't think I want to spend a lot. So like Mm. Kate Otten would be like the top, the most I would pick at 3,200, and then maybe Hunter Henry. It all depends on 31. who you think is going to produce, right? I mean, yeah. if you think Hunter Henry is going to produce, take him. I, but we, I, I, let me, let me go back to it. Hold on. Hunter Henry, here he is. Let's see his numbers this year. Let's see his game logs. Loading. They're loading. <laughs> this is when the internet decides it's going to be slow. Hunter Henry, here we go. Uh, player stats. So let's see. Uh, last week at the Giants, no targets, no catches. The week before, three for 21. The week before, four for 39. The week before, three for 28. Two for 27, one for seven, <laughs> zero for zero. But this week, I think Zappy is starting, so. Maybe yeah, help. so I mean, it really depends. Is he going to get four for 51 like he got against the Dallas Cowboys or four for 39 with a touchdown like he did against Washington? Or is he going to get zero for zero like he did against the Giants? Yep. You know, I mean, it's who do you think is going to produce? And that's, I mean, well, that's the whole point of daily fantasy, you dumb fuck. Yeah, but figuring out who it's going to be on a game-by-game basis is what you're here to do. Hunter Henry is a good tight end. It doesn't mean they're going to target him. Exactly. It's game-specific. So you have to make that decision. I think Kate Otten's going to get targeted more than Hunter Henry. So I'm going to use Kate Otten. Yeah. 
our really quick defenses. Honestly, the defense I'm looking at this week, I'm looking at the Denver Broncos. They've been getting better. Houston is a high-powered offense, but that means they throw a lot. When they throw a lot, there's a chance to get picked. The last time that the Broncos felt uh, faced a innovative quarterback that likes to throw the ball a lot, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm not afraid to use the Denver Broncos at 2,700. That means they just need to get eight points. If they can get to eight points, it's golden. So what do you like at defense this week? Does anybody stick out to you? Uh, this this week, I mean, if I could, because I know we say to not spend a lot on defenses, but never spend a lot on defense. I mean, if I could afford it, I would not mind having the Chargers defense against the uh, Patriots. <laughs> oh, they're expensive, aren't they? But they, I think they're the the most expensive. Uh, dollars. Yeah. Oh my God! You can't lot. spend four thousand dollars on a defense. <laughs> you well, you could. <laughs> There is no way I could spend four thousand dollars on defense. I just can't do it. Oh my uh, god, you're right. That's brutal. It's a lot. I mean, the 49ers defense might be okay. Again, like you mentioned, they're flying, so not sure. Yeah. I I'm you not, know, I'm, I'm just gonna stay away from like, you know, the Carol Carolina's defense or like the commander's defense. Uh you know, the Colts the Colts might not be bad. At Tennessee, thirty two hundred is not bad. Their average is like eight and a half points a game. So, and Tennessee's offense is still trying to figure out who they are under Will Levis. Yeah. So, and he's questionable right now. Oh, so we might get some Tannehill action. Maybe. Oh. Or that other dude who's there that they drafted that I forgot about. Oh, geez, I can't remember the other guy who's there. I don't remember that guy. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, Mumbly Joe. They really drafted him. Hold for... on, I'm getting to their depth chart. <laughs> oh, Malik Willis. There you go. I totally forgot Malik Willis was there. Most people have, other than the Titans. <laughs> oh my god! I the think Titans even they forgot. Be <laughs> the Titans should be better than they are. I mean, I just look at their starting lineup: DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry. I know it's aging guys, but still. And then I look at the back half of their depth chart, and I see the letters IR all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. They have a right guard and two right tackles on the IR. That's not good. And their starting right guard now, who I'm assuming replaced the guy who's on the IR is questionable. Hmm. Their backup center is also their backup left guard. That's how thin they are. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, their offensive line is in, is in shaky ground, which makes sense why we haven't seen as much out of, we've seen only seen Derek Henry and Ty J Spears in, in, um, in spurts. You know, they've had good games here or there, but they haven't been consistent. So, And with that, Craig, believe it or not, we are out of time. So uh, final thoughts on week 13. Final thoughts? Um, I, I think I mentioned this before, especially this late in the season. Definitely look at injury reports. Um, mm. Like I just mentioned, like, you know, Tennessee's quarterback is questionable right now. So are several other people, actually more than several. Oh, my God. Like a busload of people who you think are going to start may not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have the Fantasy Pros app on my phone, mm-hmm. and I had a two-hour meeting today. So mm-hmm. I go into my two-hour meeting from like 1 to 3 Eastern, and I come out, and, and my Fantasy Pros is programmed to update me on players that are on any of my rosters. Well, I've got like 10 fantasy teams, so most players flag. I had 22 injury reports. Damn. 
Tyreek Hill was not seen to practice today. This person was held out of practice today. Will Levis didn't practice today. This person didn't practice today because of injury. This person's on watch. Because... Holy crap. We have reached that point in the season where you have got to be looking at your lineups on Tuesday morning. I mean, yep. normally this late in the season, you're not working the waiver wire. This year you are. You have to, and you have to start looking at your roster like on Saturday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am now checking my I am now checking my roster for start sit at least three times a week. I'm I, actually it's more like four. So I check it on Tuesday mornings for bye weeks mm-hmm. and for and for ad drops. I check it on Thursday for updates and to make sure I'm set for the Thursday night game. I check it on Saturday because if something happened during practice this week and I need to make an ad drop, I got to get on it. And then I do my final check on Sunday morning. So four times a week, I'm looking at my lineups just to make sure I have enough starters. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And that's if I don't obsess. That's a big if. (laughs) It is a big if. It is a big if, particularly with the stake bet kind of winding down. (laughs) So I think, Damn it. I think I think we the, sorted that all out. So, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty sure we did. You're you're you still have a shot to not have to pay for someone's stake. I do, but I you, mean, unless like unless out. like you and I make it to the Super Bowl again, then we don't have to worry. Well, but that was the did we, did we decide that's how we were going to do it, or are we going to do it straight off a record? I was assuming they would be off of the Super like reverse draft order, right? I I assumed that. I don't know. We should probably oh, exactly. check again. <laughs> yeah, because there's three of us at nine and three, and then there's you at six and six, and you're like, I've got three games left. I got to win out, and one of these son of a bitches got to lose three in a row. Yeah, but unless Which like you and I, crap. if you and I went to the Super Bowl, then I think I think we would win. Well, yeah, I mean, regardless that, that... of record. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, but we'll figure that's it out. Not, that's not really fair because all of us are in the same division except for you. <laughs> That's a valid point. I didn't think about that. I, I, yeah, we'll have to have a conversation. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But anyway, all right. So, yeah. So, yes, definitely be checking your lineups. My final thought this week is just it is time in the season to step back and take a, uh, some inventory. The trade deadlines are over in, DF, uh, in, in season long. If you've been playing DFS this whole time, it is absolutely time to take inventory of how well you have done and to make sure that you are not overspending. There is this amazing tendency for people to say, I'm going to play $25 a week, win or lose, lose a lot more than they win, and they reach win week 13 and they're down 250 bucks. Or they pay $200 a week and now they're down over 1000 bucks. Take your inventory now. Stop and look at your budget. Make sure you're inside of your budget. My DFS has been terrible, but my sports book has been fantastic. So I am no, up again good. on this year. Yeah, I'm 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 up. I don't want to say exact numbers, but I'm I'm up more than three times my investment on the year. Could it be better? Sure, but you know it's it just is what it is. Some years you're going to do a little, but I mean, if I took looked at my thing, I was like, man, I am down several hundred dollars at this point. I'd be shutting it down. I'd be shutting mm-hmm. it down. So, yeah, take inventory, check where you are, make sure you're not overspending. The other thing you need to do is make sure you leave us a review on whatever podcast directory you found us on, hopefully Apple. Go on there, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment. We love to hear from you. If you'd like to leave us even more detailed information, email us. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, uh, the Football Fignuts podcast there. Another week in the books, Craig. 
That's I hope right. you have a a safe trip up to Foxborough. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And a and a, an enjoyable time. I hope it the rain holds out for you. So, thank you. Um, but we will be back next week for more shenanigans and more picks sure to go wrong. Until we speak next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hello, Deb. <laughs>